0: It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio.
1: I think we deny the fact that family life is full of heroic moments. It doesn't look that way, maybe, but to choose to be open to life, to choose to battle whatever the depression is, whatever the difficulty is, and to choose to love, like all of those things are heroic decisions.
0: It's time for Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia Henneberry from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Wake up! Welcome to Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia. I'm Kyle Hyman here at the campus of the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration in Mishawaka, Indiana, the regional headquarters (laughs) of the the, the, uh, Providence. Province. Providence. Yes. yes. Not Providence. Correct. Province.
1: We are here by Providence, but not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So we have a, a big list of oh, yeah. hot button topics, of controversial <laughs> subjects. And I think a lot of these are things that a lot of us as Catholics struggle to either accept or explain mm-hmm. or both. <laughs> yeah. And I think this one of contraception being. One of maybe the more common, if not I don't know, maybe most common of the church's teaching that many Catholics don't accept, don't yeah. don't follow the teaching that the Catholic Church says not to use contraception mm-hmm. at all, but I mean within marriage. Like you shouldn't need it outside of marriage. Correct. <laughs> but you shouldn't be using it within marriage. Yeah. As well. And I don't know what the, the latest stats are, but there's a, a huge population of yes. Catholics that do not adhere to that Mm
1: -hmm. they agree to disagree and i guess we just don't talk about it the fact that that's how a lot of people live but yeah yeah. and
0: and part of it it's it's a very personal thing it's not an outward thing we don't see how they're choosing to live their life and that's by design (laughs) (laughs) and so maybe that's why it's not talked about as much or maybe it's more private subject i think sometimes people are embarrassed to talk about things like natural family planning and Mm -hmm. how it works yeah or maybe think it's inappropriate to bring up and polite company or in public.
1: Yeah, true.
0: But I I do think it's important to have the conversation. And maybe we could start by explaining why the church says that we shouldn't be using contraception.
1: Yeah. The church always, like when they say, okay, yes, you can't do X, Y, or Z, or you can't contracept in marriage, or you can't contracept, that the church wants to offer you something way better. Hmm. The verse that was coming to mind was John Chapter 10, like I came to that they may have life and like have life more abundantly. Right. Like, you no, know, he wants you to be fully alive. Yeah. And contraception is something that can one separate you from yourself. Hmm. When a woman is taking contraceptive, she's now becoming foreign to herself and fighting this battle with her own body, this healthy rhythm of her body. Mm-hmm. And then it's artificial, an artificial element within a marriage. So then this kind of unspoken barrier between a man and a woman that shouldn't be there. So when we say a man clings to his wife, like he clings to her, her entirety, her ability to have children, her personality, her biological makeup, her everything, and it's vice versa. So it's contradictory to profess vows and then say, I can't deal with that part of you. We're going to silence it for now Mm -hmm. until we want it so it's really yeah a denial of the dignity of the person both man and woman and also a denial of like the beauty of marriage yeah what's possible like how beautiful it can be and that life is born out of the love of a man and woman like that's amazing <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. well and we talk about marriage and the marital act as part of it being free total faithful and mm-hmm. fruitful mm-hmm. and it seems like contraception is impeding on two of those the total you're not loving me completely, mm-hmm. you're loving me, but not my fertility right and of then of course, the openness to life, the being fruitful mm-hmm. that you're blocking that off saying, no, we're not we're not open to life mm-hmm. at this point. So that's an issue that's a yeah. problem. I think sometimes when people talk about the alternative being NFP or mm-hmm. natural family planning, there's maybe a couple different misconceptions that come along with that. One of it just being the same thing. You're True. just Either way, you're avoiding having children. What's the difference between contraception and natural mm-hmm. family planning? How would you respond to that?
1: Well, I think that comment comes from not understanding how a woman's body works. Mm. That by design, by nature, a woman is not fertile 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. She's not. And that was given... <laughs> By nature to us mm-hmm. so we are just now in natural feminine planning you're learning that rule that the a woman's body is not fertile all the time so when is she and when is she not and then to have marital relations during those periods of time instead a contraceptive says actually i don't want to know <laughs> don't need to know i just need it to stop and it's actually taking a healthy a condition that is healthy in a woman and making it something unhealthy.
0: Yeah, Dr. Janet Smith has, it was a CD and a tape and I'm sure it's an MP3, uh, contraception, why not? Which has helped a lot of people understand mm-hmm. the church teaching and, and change their thoughts on contraception. I think one of the things she says, if I remember right, it was, medicine takes something that's broken and fixes it, but okay. contraception takes something that's working and breaks it. Yeah. So it's different than other medications that we take.
1: Exactly. And I'm not sure why pregnancy is seen as a disease and a problem. And I get like the Catholic context is, is different. These are like, I think, men and women that want to do the right thing. And it's just hard to know and hard to live it out. But there's still there's still a lie, a lie in it.
0: Yeah. I think the other misconception that sometimes comes along with natural family planning is this idea, and we might see this at, you know, marriage prep or something like mm-hmm. that. They say, this is going to be so good for your marriage. And <laughs> they paint it as if everything will be better yeah. if you use NFP in, instead of contraception. But my experience and, and other people I've heard from is it's very difficult. Yeah. That you don't just take a pill and not think about it. It, right. it takes a lot of work and mm-hmm. effort. There's discussions mm-hmm. and debates and sometimes mm-hmm. even arguments yeah. between couples. And sometimes it seems like this cannot possibly be uh, better (laughs) for our marriage. (laughs) But the thing Uh, I keep going back to is just because something's difficult doesn't mean that it's wrong. Right. Sometimes the most difficult things Mm -hmm. is the right thing to do. And a lot of times the right thing to do is hard and we have to make sacrifices. And we're never promised that marriage would be easy. Mm -hmm. We are promised that we'd have to make sacrifices. Exactly. (laughs) And so I think... Maybe kind of being realistic about the picture that we paint of, yeah. look, it's going to be hard, but really being open to God is always hard. Yeah. And being yeah. open to what God has called us to or being open to life. And and I think there's all kinds of exceptions and, and things that people can throw at it and say yeah, well, my doctor said that I can't have any more children or I won't survive the pregnancy because of Mm -hmm. issues that I've had in the past or whatever. Or maybe just financially, there's no way that we could afford Mm -hmm. to support another kid. Or I'm going out of my mind. The last one, I went into severe depression Mm -hmm. and uh, there's so much stress right now. I just could not handle another child. In all of these situations, somebody might say, I can't risk it with NFP. I can't be open to life. I have to come up with something that's closed off to life, really.
1: Which the effective rate when both are done as they're intended are the same. And NFP actually probably has a higher effective rate. I get that there's, yeah, then there's the sacrifice in it. Mm -hmm. But to say that you're going to look for something that's more effective is a lie. It's not, yeah, you're not going to find something that's more effective. Easier, maybe, but also to your own detriment. Um, I guess
0: that might lead somebody into permanent sterilization or something like that. Yeah,
1: well, and it, you talk about depression, I mean, it increases the risk of a depression mm. when taking them because it's giving you fake hormones when your body needs the real thing. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I think our conversation needs, does need to change, especially like in the church that we're just like holding of NFP like this is going to save everything, like everything's going to be great. I remember being in my Theology of the Body class and we're talking about the, the periodic mm-hmm. abstinence. And I'm thinking, it's like, well, okay, so you're avoiding a pregnancy. So you're abstaining when a woman is fertile. That is usually when a woman wants to have sex. So like you're saying, okay, these next seven days when I'm ovulating, we're not going to have sex. Mm-hmm. So I think we're like sidestepping the issue of like, well, it's just like you don't have sex at other times. So these seven days, you're just not going to, or however long a woman's cycle is, like you're just not going to have sex. It's like, well, let's acknowledge the added difficulty that's happening right right now um, that your body is telling you that you want to have a baby. Your hormones are telling you that, and you're going to have to say for some higher reason for for right now, both of you, the husband and wife have to say like, okay, for these reasons, it's not good for us and our marriage and our family right now. So we're going to make that sacrifice, but to not acknowledge like what's naturally going on isn't really fair I think, to the couple either. Yeah, why don't we talk about that?
0: The other thing that we haven't talked about, and there's all kinds of different shows with medical (laughs) experts talking about that, like the pill, the birth control Mm -hmm. pill is also an abortifacient, that Mm -hmm. if a woman does get pregnant, then it doesn't make it a a very cozy home for the new baby. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times that little baby will then... Mm -hmm be passed on as basically aborted. Yeah. And so that's obviously something that we couldn't ever agree to. There's also different barrier methods and things like that mm-hmm. that wouldn't necessarily fall into that category of abortifation. But again, you're putting a barrier between right. you and your spouse. Like right. that <laughs> even the name of it. Yeah. Yeah it is is kind of obvious that this isn't something that's how God intended. And maybe we should save charting for another time and talk a little yeah. bit about that in more detail. Yeah. But I guess the other thing would be sterilization. Mm, yeah. And I guess it falls under the same category of breaking something that's working mm-hmm. and not being open to life. But I think there's a lot of Catholics that have undergone sterilizations. Yeah. yeah. Not knowing maybe that this is
1: Yeah, a detriment a to problem. Yeah.
0: Or just thinking, look, I, I can't take the risk because of mm-hmm. my physical issues or whatever. What would you encourage
1: Mm, someone well, who's is, thinking about it or someone who's already maybe even had the procedure. I guess let's start
0: with somebody thinking about it. Yeah. Or maybe they even got it scheduled yeah. or something, yeah. you know, like what?
1: Um, yeah. If this is something like you're entertaining and thought of like being permanently sterilized or even, even long-term there's like long-term forms of contraceptives. One, you're obviously probably thinking about this cause you're under a lot of stress and you're maybe afraid or maybe even your spouse doesn't understand or you're getting pressure from your spouse. So there's a lot of factors that I I think you need to talk to somebody about, open and honestly, not just, I can't handle these right now. I need to fix the problem. The problem that's leading you to this is, needs to be addressed. Like, you, yeah, you can't just go on being silent about whatever you feel is, like, driving you to this decision. So I think starting there, but then also, like, the decision that's in front of you, I think implicit in that is – is not knowing like how how amazing you actually are that mm-hmm. why aren't there people around you supporting you and saying like okay this is hard right now but but you can do this mm-hmm. like Jesus wants to give you everything in his power <laughs> so that you can live a heroic life mm. and i think we deny the fact that family life is full of heroic <laughs> moments it doesn't look that way maybe but to choose to be open to life, to choose to battle whatever the depression is, whatever the difficulty is, and to choose to love. Like, all of those things are heroic decisions. So, to choose to to harm yourself or to choose to not battle with that is um, a detriment to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, your value as a person. I guess a couple of things that I would start with. But, yeah, then somebody who has... Maybe already had the procedure done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just read a statistic. I think across the board, about like a third of women who have a tubular surgery regret it. Um oh, wow. so that's like not even faith-based. That's just like a third. Yeah. And then I think sometimes when we're suffering under decisions that we've made, we don't feel like we have legitimate feelings or that we can talk to somebody about it or somebody's gonna understand. But there are people that can understand what you're going through. No one's going to condemn you for decisions that you've made. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all made decisions we regret. So to be honest with how you feel about it. And then I'm like, yeah, I want to tell you to hope that like it wasn't a surprise to Jesus that all this happened. like he's still there. He hasn't left you just because of a decision you made. It's not like um a holy virtuous life is now out of your reach. Mm. Like it's still possible to like not give up in the Christian life just because of this decision. Yeah, that doesn't mean that some hard things might be asked of you, like in, you know, coming to grips with it and moving on from that. But yeah, again, Jesus is he's there. He didn't throw him a curveball. Like he's not And maybe ask like what other ways can your marriage be open to life? Hmm. You know, a marriage should always, even after like the a biological age of having raising children, like Your marriage should still be fruitful so how can your marriage be fruitful right now very good there's some there's a way yeah Yeah.
0: all right well we kind of brought up nfp and charting and i think we'll have to save that for another episode also talking about charting if you're not married and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. single women and what the reasons for charting or what the advantages would be for that so oh yeah for it (laughs)
1: I believe it. I believe in it. Totally. <laughs> okay. Well, good.
0: We'll save that for another episode of Morning Joel. Okay. If you'd like to find a guest or topic that we've covered, go to kylehyman.com and use the search bar. It's free. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit.